Sean Lithgow, Secretary of the National Coursing Association of Victoria, joins me in the line. Sean, how are you? Fantastic. Yeah, we're all ready to go for Sunday now. Terrific. And, of course, this Sunday, the running of the 148th running of the Waterloo Cup. We've got the Waterloo Plate as well, supporting events, including events for maidens, puppies, all-aged and veteran greyhounds. It's a huge card, but we are looking ahead to the quarterfinals of the Waterloo Cup. Now, our contenders, Sean, we've got All In Billy, American Missile, Barecki, Kasimi Making Gravy, Rack City, Uncle's Girl and uh, Utah Ghost. Some great courses from uh, last weekend. What was your favourite event? Um, I'd probably... Um, uh, probably uh, Dream Wizard versus Rack City. As unfortunate as the result was, it was just a cracker with heads up, heads down in the final... Um, they both gave it their all in that third course and Rack City came out on top, unfortunately, but very happy for, for their connections that um, yeah, he was able to beat him. So it was a fantastic course. It was such a close finish, wasn't it, looking at the replay. Um, of the replays that I've managed to have a look at, I was really impressed uh, by Cassimi. I thought uh, she looked fantastic. Uncle's Girl was another one as well, but uh, so many quality greyhounds this year, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, both of those trained by Christy Collier and she's got them rock hard, fit and ready to go. And they've already won a few things this year with the Gippsland Cup and the Gary Brett Memorial, so they're rock hard, fit and ready to go. Now, Sean, this is the first time that we've had the Waterloo Cup split over two different days or two weekends. How has it been received uh, this season? Um, The support's been enormous. Um, We've had nominations that have exceeded our expectations and you know, the unfortunate thing is, you know, a lot of dogs miss out when there's that many nominations, but, you know, it's fantastic that we get to see the quality we do. Now, Sean, of the uh, record nominations that we've seen this year, a lot of newcomers to the coursing uh, this season? Yeah, correct. There's quite a few new faces that have come down, and, um, you know, we've seen a lot of new faces, a lot of new dogs that have coursed for the first time, and a lot of them have done really well. You know, it's not easy coming out of the slips for the first time, but... It's been fantastic to have all the new participants that we've had. It's always interesting too, I think, to have a look at events such as Greyhound Coursing when you've got so many participants in the industry statewide that have been involved with Greyhound Racing for many years and they've only now recently expressed interest in coursing. And I think your boy, Dream Wizard, was uh, a bit of a poster boy for coursing too in recent times. Of course, he's... um, capacity to contest group uh, two events that he has and the like and to see a dog of that calibre at coursing events I think speaks volumes about what it does for greyhounds Oh absolutely, look at it you know whether you're a tier three maiden or whether you're a group class dog um, coursing's going to sharpen you up and yeah, you know, sort of brings back the natural chase instincts of the greyhound and, and just gives them a bit of a refresher like racing one on one not getting bumped around as much and boost their confidence and, and really, you know, um, get some back in the game again. They might they might have gone a little bit sour, but in after round, but after a round of coursing with one-on-one action, they're generally um, chasing harder and better than they were before. And the defending champion from last year, too, making gravy with Adele Powell, he, he's certainly enjoyed his coursing. He's had a number of injuries, but um, to see him come back and hit the track. He's such a strong performer. You can see what it does for a dog like that as well. Absolutely. Look, to to have had all the difficulties that Adele's had with uh, making gravy and still me in the quarterfinals of Waterloo Cup, it's phenomenal. Um, You know, this is the first real crack at 
him being, him being healthy they've had all year, probably since the first event where he won the Werribee Cup. So, um, you know, all credit to him. And geez, he's going to be hard to beat if he's up and about because he looked a different dog last weekend. He looked like he was back to his old self. So he'll lead most of his courses and he'll be awful hard to run down. Well, it's going to be very, very interesting to see him come up against Rack City, so I'm certainly looking forward to that. Now, is there a live feed available for people to tune into this weekend, Sean? Yes, we'll have all the finals um, live on the NCA Facebook page, right. so NCA Victoria, um, and we'll try and have every we'll have every course of the Waterloo Cup live, and then we'll make sure we'll, at the very minimum have all the finals of every event. So they'll all be live, and we'll. We'll advertise what time we'll have them on, but we know the first course will be at nine thirty on on Sunday, and so they'll be the four quarterfinals for the Waterloo Cup straight away. All right, I'll be up first. I've noticed uh, on your Facebook page as well for the NCA, there's an interesting video up there. What a slip looks like. Talk us through that. Yeah, look, we had a lot of interest from people that you know had never been coursing before, or were interested in coming down and even had come down for a sticky beak and so we just put up what a slip was so that people could see what actually happens on race day and what they're expecting when they come down. All right, well, good work there. Certainly looking forward to the events uh, this weekend and I think a lot of greyhound racing enthusiasts will look at uh, the live feed there. It's going to be an absolute treat, particularly in lockdown too. We're really going to enjoy enjoy the coverage that is available to us. Is there anything you'd like, anyone you'd like to extend uh, your thanks to? Because it certainly takes a lot of time and effort to get events like this up and running, particularly in times like uh, these at the moment with the challenge of COVID. Um, definitely the committees of each of the three clubs that are currently running. Um, it's a volunteer-based sport, and without the volunteers, the sport doesn't happen. Um, so we've got to say a big thank you to them, all the presidents, the three clubs have, you know, gone above and beyond to make sure we had a season this year. Um, we had the stewards, Stuart Ash, who's been fantastic at keeping us uh, running like clockwork, and our slipper Pat, who's in his first season, who's done a fantastic job as well. So, you know, there's so many people to thank, and it doesn't happen without the volunteers. So, they've made our job and, and Mel's job, you know, a lot easier than, you know, what it could be. So, we really appreciate that.